and welcome back, everyone, to Southern Scrap Nation's podcast. Your host today on this Monday morning, July 27th, 2020, Daniel Jonas, as always, back in Charlotte, North Carolina. I hope you all enjoyed your weekend um, with the fights on ESPN from Yaz Island. We had Robert Whitaker and Darren Till in the main event. So we'll be going over that card. I watched the whole thing, so we'll be able to talk about majority of the card today. And then on Wednesday, we'll be coming back and breaking down uh, yet another card this weekend. We have Derek Brunson versus Edmund Shabazian. It was supposed to be Holly Holm versus Irina Aldana. Someone, I'm assuming, between the two of those tested positive or someone whatever uh, for corona. So uh, they just changed the main co-main event to the main event. So we'll get into that on Wednesday, but today we'll just talk about the the event itself. There was a little bit of controversy be- with Herb Dean uh, in one of the fights, and then we'll talk about what fights have been announced recently. Um, and then we'll talk about what Robert Whitaker and Darren Till go from where they are in their respected places. Remember to check out the podcast on SouthernScrapNation.com as well as all listening apps, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. As well as you can check our Instagram and Facebook. I post there daily for, you know, just to make to let you all know if there's a new episode up. So check those out. But let's go ahead and talk about the card. So the card started uh, on the prelims. We had <clears throat> Nathaniel Wood going ahead and getting back a win from his lost to John Dotson in his previous fight looking just good um he just looks he just you know got himself a got himself that well, actually I want to see something but um got him yeah so uh got himself that unanimous decision to move on to get a bigger better fight uh, against a debuting John Castaneda um, on top of that, we have Razam Emev versus Nicholas Stoltz. Raz Ramazan gets the decision. Panea Kinyazad gets the decision over Betch Kohea. She went in there. There was a moment where Betch thought there was like no time left on the clock, and then this girl just started piecing Betch up. She was like, "Nice round," and then one, two, three, four, and she was like, "What's going on?" And she just didn't get the time. And then Tanner Bozer knocks out Rafael Basoa. Tanner Bozer, man, that's his second knockout in the past couple months. He looks to fight Maurice Green. They had a little bit of back and forth at their last fight, and he's wanted it now. He's looking phenomenal. Uh, I I like to, you know, he's in that Stipe, Kane kind of size range where he's not the biggest heavyweight. I mean, Rafael was huge. But he's got that power, and the in-and-out movement definitely accentuates it. So I think with that fight, it's just I, – I think for him, he's on a steady run. Just Maurice Green's a good notch up from what he just fought, but it's not – you know, he's not reaching for the stars right now. Especially because the heavyweight, you move fast in it. But if you can slow it down a little bit and get some pretty – you can get yourself on a pretty big win streak – I mean, it's up to him on how much he fights. Mozar, Moz, Movazar Evelev. 
all I know is that dude is crazy good versus Mike Grundy. Um, Mike Grundy tried to give him everything he could, but this Mo Mozart dude, uh, he's a talented prospect. He's 13-0 and 0 now. Um, Mike Grundy tried to wrestle him, wrestle him, wrestle him. He had him in a tight submission, but, I mean, these guys from Russia, like I said in the previous podcast, my cold-weather mentality one, unless you put them out, they are not giving up. They believe in something stronger than your submission. They just, like, unless you flatline them with a punch like, or choke them unconscious, they're not going anywhere. Some, like, arm bars, not happening. Um, so that's just what happened. He almost got submitted in the first round, and then Mike just couldn't, you know, he fell behind and just couldn't keep up for the rest of it. Um, Tom Aspinall. Uh, Frank Muir Jr. as Algermain Sterling coined him versus Jake Collar. Uh, I mean, this dude looked phenomenal. Uh, just fast hands. He's in the same camp as Darren Till. Got these fast hands. Professional box, uh, previous professional boxer. Um, marketability, like, he's got good hands, good looking kid. As far as. Uh, he calls out Sergey Spivak. He's got people he's calling out. I mean, he is the Frank Mir Jr. So the the highlight of it is as Collar came in, he threw a knee. He thought that the Collar, Collar was coming lower, so he was throwing a knee up the middle to hit his head. Um, actually hit his body, stunned him, and then he dropped him with the one-two. It was very pretty. So then you had Jesse Ronson versus Nicholas Dalby. Nicholas Dalby, previous middleweight fighter, fought... Darren Till went came down to 170. Looked phenomenal against Charles Oliveira, who he beat, who fought in the main card. Jesse Ronson, however, comes up from 155 and shows the benefit of going up a weight class, and just was sneaky fast and got, um, I think, oh yeah, pretty sure a rear naked choke on the guy, on the guy, and he just, I mean, he's fought. He turn he calls out Luis Pena or Jalen Turner. I mean for him it's uh yeah, he was So he was in the UFC. And then he lost to Kevin Lee. So he lost to Michael Pazeras, lost to Francesco Trinaldo, and then he lost to Kevin Lee. Comes back or he then he goes on to two shows, PFC uh, goes to win, and then Abu Dhabi's Warrior 2 goes on to win. Then he loses three in a row in three different organizations. Abu Dhabi, or two different organizations, XFFC. And then he comes back and fights in TKO and wins for the lightweight championship. He gets five wins, then loses twice at PFL, and then re-signs with the UFC, or get then gets a win in BTC and then he re-signed with the UFC and got Nicholas Dalby. And got performance of the night. Hell yeah. <laughs> that is a long ass road. Um I wonder if he's gonna stay at one seventy. I'm sure he probably moved back and forth. All right, and then you have Francisco Trinaldo versus Jai Herbert. This is where the controversy came in. Jai Herbert, former King of the Cage fighter. Francisco Trinaldo, back and forth fight, great fight. One knockdowns a piece, uh Francisco Trinaldo then clips Jai Herbert. It's a pretty bad, like, knockdown. 
like I thought he was out at first. As a referee, I'm already leaning to the side of. Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up because I want to make sure. UFC does a shitty job of like, like if you're not, they don't post any of the knockouts and they don't post anything, but people just straight up steal the whole fight. Just post some of the knockouts. I don't understand why it's like, I don't understand why there's some, some, uh, what is it? Uh, like Bellator, for example, one FC, they all just like post their shit. I don't know why you wouldn't. You want people to pay to watch a whole fight. They're not going to. They just want to watch the knockout. And the more people watch it. So, okay. So, for example, Jai Herbert, second round, has Francisco Trinaldo's back. I mean, he's doing work. This is a back-and-forth fight. Uh, he pieces up Tr- Trinaldo. I mean, he even gives him a little bit of a headbutt for good luck. All right. Second round, all, all Herbert. Got that late kick. All right, so the third round happens. They're starting. Da, 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 da. Give me the knockout. Okay, so never mind. They just skip the knockout. Uh, okay. Hold on. Sorry. Okay. So, Trinaldo throws a... What does he throw? An overhand right, or overhand left. And the shot is so... I mean... He stops, right? He throws this overhand left. And, I mean, you see Jai Herbert's face just, like, roll back. And he falls flat on his back. Like, it's, yeah, he does the whole, it looks like he got KO'd. And then he's got his hand out, and, and that's where Herb Dean's like, well, he had his hand out trying to defend, and he put a hand between them, so I didn't stop it. Hey, man, the guy toppled like a tree. You don't need to see anymore. Like, it's over. And I understand the fight is close, and I understand this. And he really defended his action. I guess as a ref, you kind of have to. Otherwise, what's your credibility, right? If you were just, like, constantly like, oh, yeah, you guys are right. I fucked up. My bad. Well, if it's your bad, then you shouldn't be refing. Granted, I get that. So refs like to spin it, so you have to see it in their eyes and, you know, um, so that way, as you see it in their eyes, uh, you don't feel as like, oh, maybe, maybe he's not that bad of a ref. <clears throat> I'm just not in this position. Dan Hardy goes off on him and Dan Hardy starts getting a little weird with his words and says that I can do his job, but he can't do mine. I would say vice versa. I would say you couldn't do Herb's job at his level. You could probably do Herb's job on, like, an amateur level. 
but I'm sure Herb loves talking fights and wouldn't be a bad commentator, to be honest. I'd pay to listen to Herb talk for one one fight card. That'd be kind of cool. Um, so, yes, I understand that you can be angry. And uh, unless Dan Hardy knows Jai, like, very personally, you have to separate the emotion even as a commentator, man. Like, you can tell him, what the fuck was that? But you can't you can't be like taking him away from his job and berating him just so you can get a photo shoot opportunity of you doing what's quote unquote right. Talk to him in the back. It's martial arts, man. You you've traveled to the east. You know their customs. Dial it back. Do it the way the do it the way Asian cultures do. You know, if you've got a problem with someone, talk them away from everybody. Alright? Don't blast everyone's dirty laundry all over the thing and make it a big scene. Herb's been there refing I don't know how long. Like for I'm assuming every card. He's tired. If the judges are gonna fuck up, I assume there's gonna be a fuck up with the ref. He just wasn't in position at the time. You see him, he sprints across the cage to go and have to he just wasn't in the right position. Kevin McDonald in his course just said, like, you have to be in the right position when you're refing so you can see what's going on and you can get to the action in time. You also have to, like, be wary of, like, the camera angle and everything like that. But that's what he's just saying. Like, you can't be that far away when shit's going down. So that's the only thing. That's, that was the only controversy. I think it was, I don't think it's, like, bad. I think it was, like, oh, Jesus. Like, stop it, bro. But I wasn't. I didn't think it was, like, the Jose Aldo thing. Like, the Jose Aldo thing, to me, was way worse. Because he's just turtled up, just taking heavy shots. That other guy, like, I guess in Herb Dean's eyes, like, having your hand out and trying to protect yourself. I guess in his eyes, you just... I don't know. Didn't seem as bad. Seemed like bad but levels right degrees all right so we moved on to the main event and to be honest they quick they wrapped up pretty quickly uh thanks to chimev versus rise mckee reese mckee reese mckee comes in from a cage warriors uh prospect and dude this that was a terrible idea on their part he just like steamrolled this guy and in the first round, got a TKO victory. He received, received zero punches. He got he like shoots in low for a takedown, lifts him up. The guy does a good job of hooking the leg, and then he just like body locks him and drags him down to the ground, Khabib style, and then just beats him up, Khabib style. It was sick. This dude is like welterweight Khabib. So, um. I'm very interested in his style heading towards the title because, fuck, man, him versus Usman, you'd have to... I mean, Usman's striking would just have to be on point. But we'll have to see because I think this was... Oh, no, this was at welterweight, so he made welterweight. What was this fight before? Middleweight? Jesus. Okay, so his last fight was middleweight, and then this time he fought welterweight. And, I mean, he received, like, two punches out of, like, both fights. So, 
he can come back at any time. It's, yeah, this is great what he did, but to be honest, this guy's, what you're looking at is, like, his run. You're not looking at his individual fights. Like, you just want to see what this guy can do every time. So you just want to see him again. I can break down what he did, but he just khabib the guy. Just fucked him up. Um, all right, so then Charles Oliveira, or Alex Oliveira, sorry. Previous, I meant Alex Oliveira, Cowboy Oliveira. Versus Peter Sabata. Man. Ooh, Cowboy looked fucking phenomenal. He just threw his... I think it's his left kick. No, his right kick. He just... Uh, no. I think, he's, I think he's southball. He just blasted that up the middle. He made Peter just like stand in kicking range. He was afraid to come forward. He couldn't wrestle him. Uh, Cowboy's wrestling defense. I mean, as good as always. Uh... Defended takedowns and then just looked phenomenal. Uh, my friend was putting money on the fights, and I was like, dude, he's one of those guys that I feel no problem putting money on. Like, if you need to parlay something and just need to spread the money around a little bit, and he's on a card, I would definitely put, like, whatever percentage on your of your of your betting on him because he's a guy that he doesn't really... Let me see. So his only issue, to be honest, this is all like older, 2017 we're talking. Right, so let's see. KJ... He was on a five-fight win streak. Six-fight, seven-fight. Then he got knocked out by Yancey Medeiros. He just got knocked out. But hold on. And then submits Carlos Condit, knocks out Carlo Persoli, gets submitted by Gunnar Nelson. Wait. He was beat by... Uh-huh. Oh, never mind. He wasn't on a five-five win streak. He was on a three. He oh. Okay, so he was at lightweight before welterweight. Three fights gets submitted by Donald Cerrone. One, two. Three fights, four fights. He had a draw though, and gets beat. One, two. Two. He gets the ball rolling, and then, and then he loses three times. Then he gets his head back on straight. So he's in a good he's in a good place right now. He's, uh, you know, he's got two fights under his belt. But I mean, he's one of those guys where I'll I'll put money on him because he's just a tough dude, and he can change the dynamic of the fight at any time. He's just really fucking good. Uh He's just been doing it for a very long time. So he's a veteran, and it's going to be very hard to just take him out. Especially, you know, against lower talented guys. All right, then you have Paul Craig getting a triangle submission against Antigolov. Uh, hey, if it's his thing, and his corner, I think, was yelling at Antigolov, he just, like, kind of went into it. So um, not much to say there. Paul Craig got the got the submission. Uh 
It was more just a game plan mistake on Antigolov's part. Carlos Barza making it four in a row. These gritty decision wins for her. Man, she got her eye beat up in the last fight. But this is four fights for her in a row. So as far as the strawweight division is concerned, you know, it may not be exciting or she may not be the most exciting fighter, but she is um, she's putting up those wins. So you can't so you can't really deny her at this point but what i mean what the issue with that is so all she's who she's got as far as people to fight without giving her someone new or someone that she's fought before okay so that's what i thought far as what's next for her. Carla Esparza, Claudia Gadea. She beat her. And she's got a fight coming up. Um, so, Nina Ansaroff? Sure. Tatiana Suarez? Sure. Jessica Andrade? Sure. But all these girls that I'm naming, I think, like, beat her. So, yeah, I guess you could try. Nina Ansaroff's probably her best bet. Or, I mean, can't really give her a title shot. I don't think Dana wants to give her a title shot. All right, then you have the heavyweight fight. Fabricio Verdum versus Alexander Gustafson. Well, didn't see that happening. Um, I mean, I did say if Gus was going to lose one way, it was through submission. That's kind of like his kryptonite. But, man, Fabrizio Verdum looked good. I didn't really count on Fabrizio looking, like, in this shape. I thought we were going to get Fabrizio of Alexander Olianek fight. No, he looked. He looked phenomenal. It was his last fight on his, on his card, though, or on his contract. So, as far as what's next for him, he wants to fight Fedor again. He wants to get a rematch with Fedor. But he might be in Bellator. He might go because, yeah, he might because uh, I feel like the heavyweight division there is pretty good, like good cast of uh, cast of fighters for him to display his skill against, like Ryan Bader, heavy wrestler with power. Well, how does that? translate to a guy who's got great kicking and great jujitsu. Um, so uh, there's that, and then you can do the Fedor fight, and then there's like o- other older fighters that I guess you could fight. I don't know. Uh, so that's what's next for him as far as Gus is concerned. Um, I guess he just showed... John, that he's the same fighter even at heavyweight. I don't, I don't know what that really showed John. But I'm sure John will feel good at that weight. So then in the co-main event, we had Mauricio Shogunhua versus Antonio Noguero for the third time. All I could say um, watching it was 
That was sad. I don't like watching this. Like, put it somewhere else. Put the fights in Japan with Ryzen or something. I don't want to watch high-level competition and then take, like, a interit, like a, like an intermission to watch these old dudes slowly break their joints on each other. It was sad. Slow. Like, people are like, oh, they put it on for us. Thank you. Stop it. Like, don't. Don't do it. Just, <laughs> like, I don't know who gained what from this. Like, okay, so if Nog won, then he gets the win. And Shogun gave him that, you know, gives him that, uh, gives him that opportunity. Or Shogun, which she did, wins again. And it's just the same thing as before. It was literally the same fight. Towards the end of the first round, Nogera rocks Shogun, and then Shogun takes him down. It was just... Oh, excuse me. It was just a... Just a tough fight to watch. Just a slow fight. It was a really slow fight. But Shogun wants to fight... I think he said he wants to fight Paul Craig. I forget who he said he wanted to fight. Oh, never mind. He retires. Well, there you go. So, they both retired. All right. So, then in the main event, this was definitely worth staying up for and getting past that old person fight. Robert Whitaker versus Darren Till. Robert Whitaker wins decision after a five-round battle, which Darren asked for. He's like, "You gotta want to? Do you want to war? War? Yeah." And they went to war for sure. Darren Till gets a knockdown in the first round, and I was watching the first round. Darren Till's moving. He's moving nice, and the way he's doing it, I, I, I just like in turn, I just to myself, I was like, "Fuck yes, I knew it. I knew it." Darren Till's too fast for middleweights. Robert Whitaker became a middleweight. Like, Darren Till, when these two stand by each other, you go, damn, Robert's fucking thick. And Darren's, like, the skinny one. But he moves so well, and he hits him with this elbow on the inside, and everyone's like, what was that? What was that? It was an elbow. It was so fast. He paused the, he uses his right hand to paw their head to the position and then throws the right hand. My friend's like, why is he, like, slapping him? I'm like, he's not slapping him. He's a... He's pushing like he he you can throw a jab, which is jabs will sit someone down. But if you want to set up that left hand of his, that's so strong. It's his main weapon. You know, like Robert said, he's just a left hand. He he pushes your head into the line of the right hand or in the left hand and throws it down the pipe or uppercuts or what or throws an elbow. It's very effective, um, especially with the little gloves. You can do it. So then. Move to the second round. Darren Till tears his knee. Uh, Robert starts putting it together. He starts getting his timing. The leg kicks start adding up. He's jabbing Darren. He's catching the shots. Um, and then he drops him. And then he drops Darren. Um, and what I was finding from this fight was Robert was throwing a lot more volume and Darren's a very big like power puncher even though it's very technical 
he likes to shed his, set his shots up. So you see the numbers start climbing for Robert and the numbers slowly going down for Darren because he'll throw, you know, with the fight going on, if he's throwing a lot in the first compared to his other, compared to like most, compared to like middle of the fight, we're throwing like six shots per round. Um, it's because he likes to set up the shots in the big ones. Uh, but his, his striking is beautiful. I, I love watching it. I mean, he's dodging the kicks. They're both dodging the kicks. Uh, Darren's too fast for middleweights. The one that's going to give him trouble, Robert Whitaker and Jared Cannonier, I personally think. Um, I mean, obviously, Yoel Romero can give anyone trouble, but besides those two. So then, towards the end of the fight, like the last 20 seconds, Darren hits Robert with an elbow, slices him open. There was a point where he got him with these like really good uppercuts, and you could just hear the impact. Uh, it's like a baseball into a catcher's mitt. You just hear, whoom, like how fucking like loud. The, it's not. It's not a. Cra- it's not a crack. It's literally just like a. It sounds like someone's throwing a baseball into a catcher's mitt. There's no other way to put it. He starts getting cracked with these shots. Um, but that was earlier on. Darren used his, or Robert used his wrestling a bit, especially towards the end when he gets cut, he used it to hide the cut because it definitely could have been a fight-stopping elbow. He said it wasn't bad. That's why I was like, it's either really bad or it's the head so it bleeds a lot or it's really fucking bad. So, no one, I think, posted a picture. So, I don't know how bad it was. But, anyway, uh, that was a great fight. Darren Till takes a loss. He looked great, though, besides the tearing of the knee. Izzy posted that he would still love to fight Darren. So, listen, if Costa wins, then we can get Darren Till versus Israel Adesanya. That's arguably all I want to watch as far as a fight goes. Um and we get Robert versus Costa. Whatever. That belt can... Yeah. I just want to see Darren Till versus Israel Adesanya at this point. However it may happen. Um, I will say now I'm like super less biased about the, the, the new main event for them. I could care who wins or loses in that one. I like Izzy. But like I said, I want to see him fight Darren Till more than anything. Um, but yeah. So... This weekend, there's a fight. Like I said, I will break that down on Wednesday. We have some fights announced for those that want to know. We have Duran Durandamy versus Juliana Pena. Juliana Pena coming back after a long layoff, I think, being a mom. And then Duran Durandamy coming back. Pretty sure she had a win recently. I don't know if she beat. Oh, well, she lost to Amanda Nunes. I'm trying to see if there's any more. Yusuf Zalal is on the following card. He steps up. He just won. UFC veteran Marcus Davis set for comeback fight in October. Huh. 
Premier Championship. What the fuck? Doesn't this dude... Where is this? Yeah, doesn't he train? Yeah, he trains in Raleigh. Yeah, he's from Raleigh. Hmm. Odd. Well, that's cool. Well, I guess there wasn't any fight. Yeah, never mind. I guess there's more. I guess there's not as many as I thought. All right, well, that's all I got for you guys today. Um, I will be back on Wednesday to break down this weekend's fights. Uh, they should be fun. And then, yep, yep. That's all I got for you. That's all I got for you. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Oh, and um, Johnny Walker versus Ryan Spann. There we go. That's all I got. UFC 253. All right. Well, if you guys need anything else, go to SouthernScrapNation.com or go to our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud, and Spotify, and all other listening apps. So, once again, that is SouthernScrapNation.com for everything else, and I hope you guys enjoy your week. I'll be back Wednesday. Until then, stay safe. Peace.